Mama, I know your overwhelm. That to-do list, the marriage struggles, the sleepless nights, and the desperate sense of inadequacy you often feel as a mother. I know because I've been there. But more importantly, I know that in your baby's DNA are seeds of greatness too big for you to humanly comprehend. You are thinking too small. You are raising no ordinary child. And you, Mama, are a force in the earth called to be no ordinary parent. Yes, you. My name is Denise Mira, and my book, No Ordinary Child, Unlocking the Leader Within Your Child, is chock full of the gold I mined over three decades of parenting my five extraordinary children. It's not a book of rules and more stuff you have to do. Instead of a heavy yoke, you'll find freedom. Trade in your overwhelm for an infusion of power and realize the transformation you've been longing for. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You've come to the right place. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I'm your host. On the One More Child Podcast, we'll talk about our daily struggles, faith, family, children, relationships, and whatever the Lord brings our way. One thing you can be sure of, I will share helpful solutions and encourage you along your journey in life. And best of all, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the truth will set you free. This is your personal invitation to join me weekly on the One More Child podcast. Welcome. Today we've got a special treat. I am going to be recording with my friend Denise Myra, who has been on many episodes with me. We reconnected not that long ago, Denise, and uh, you sent me some ideas for topics, and they just resonated with me, and they have resonated with my listeners as well. And so I just want to welcome you uh, to join me today for this special episode. Well, I'm honored to be here. I enjoy our chats, and I'm so glad they're a blessing to your listeners. It is. It's so fun. And you can find more about Denise at denisemyra.com. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-M-I-R-A.com. For today's episode, go to onemorechildpodcast.com. Look for episode 33. And today we're going to talk about children are a blessing. Sometimes we forget that uh, because uh, we have our hands full. Um, you know, as we, we focus a lot on our kids and our families and just ways to help you and come alongside you, we want to remind you today that, you know, our children are really um, handpicked for us. I know if it wasn't for my oldest child that my walk with the Lord would have been uh, very precarious. It would have been on my terms. Um, I would have taken a lot of left turns instead of right. And the journey that, uh, you know, I've been on because of my child, um, one of the greatest journeys for me has been the blessing of homeschooling. I was able to homeschool um, all of my children, and, uh, you know, they they are now, my youngest is going to be 20 this year. So um, it has been a, quite a journey. But you're going to share with us, Denise, uh, that as well, um, of why we need to remember that our kids, not only were they hand-selected for us, 
but they truly are um, a blessing. Wow. It's a big topic to try to tackle on a podcast, isn't it? When you have that revelation in your heart that no Mm -hmm. one can argue with. I'm right there with you, Felice. How it reminds me so much of that song, that Christmas song that is so beautiful. Mary, did you know um, that, you know, your, your son one day would, you know, be Jesus basically and one day deliver you. And I just think how that's how important your children become when you really recognize the blessing of them and you impart to them all that you can. And then the tables get turned as you are 30, 40 years into this process. And then your children begin to, um, in some ways, parent you with that love, that wisdom, that help, that it, it blows my mind. And like you're saying now, you're, you're looking back going, wow, having that first child changed, transformed my spiritual life. That's no small thing. That's no small thing at all. No, Huge it, isn't. Topic. it isn't. So share with us, you know, what, you, um, what you've learned in raising your five boys. Wow. Well, pertaining to this particular topic, um, I feel like so much of the Christian world sincerely has forgotten that children are a blessing. I mean, blessing is a big word. The, the way that God talks about children, they're a reward. They're, I, I mean, we seek rewards. The, you know, the human beings seek the dollar bill every day, right? They, they seek that reward mm-hmm. for their wages. They seek more and more. But but I, I have what when this was really really hit home to me how right I was in recognizing that the Christian community at large, so many have forgotten this. I uh, a psychologist uh, contacted me and she was a professor at a Christian university um, uh, just a few years back, and she asked if I would mind speaking to her class because uh, she taught a marriage and family class in the Christian. Um, college, and she has had so many students who say, said they don't want to have children, and it blew her mind because these are most parents don't send their kids to a Christian college unless they're Christians and they've had a faith and they've been raised in the church. Or and and she said she just was hoping that my my story might encourage some of them, and I was blown away by the pushback I got as I sat there talking about the blessing of children I thought it was it was it was painful uh, and so many of them were young women in their early 20s uh, late teens say you know this was a, a university in California and I, 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 I even even today I hear so many Christian young moms complaining and whining and wishing they had a nanny and it, it's it's like the mantra these days. I want a nanny. I want a nanny. <laughs> and I don't know if you hear that where you live too, but it it, it took me back. And and I then this takes me back to my story. I was a product of Gloria Steinem. I mean, I my kids now are in their twenties and thirties. And so as I was, you know, being raised, I was raised to have a career. I was raised to think outside of the home. I was raised to have a briefcase and, and, you know, a high powered salary and position. And that's how I was groomed. And when I, 
came, so I never wanted kids. They were just a snotty nose inconvenience to my illustrious goals and dreams. I did not want a traditional family. I was above motherhood and marriage in my thinking. And that is what, it wasn't an outright teaching that I listened to. It was, it was a subversive message that penetrates our entire society. I was public school educated in the days when we weren't learning sex education. We really were learning reading, writing, and arithmetic as I saw it. And as I look back, I, there was a shocking curriculum I was taking part in as there is today. It's changed dramatically. And now I truly believe with all my heart that the public schools are the Trojan horse of secular values and they're indoctrinating generations. But that's another topic for another day. But that impacted me, infected me, immunized me to the idea of ever being a mom. I, I just saw that as slave labor. Um, it, we're the fruit of what we've had modeled, taught, you know, dictated, persuaded. And most of this was persuasion because I had a loving family and loving parents who I felt did a good job with me, even though they didn't know the Lord. They, they, I just, I think so highly of them in so many ways and the way that they did raise me. But at the end of the day, um, I, I became born again, dramatically, as I think all, all Christians probably should be. It should be a dramatic change from darkness to light. And in my heart, that darkness changed to light. And I felt like in my spirit, the Lord said, the next person you're even interested in, you're going to marry, which was so bizarre because I was never getting married. <laughs> so consequently, six months out of high school, I was married to a pastor. Wow. And before you knew it, I was having babies one after another. And so, but, but as I look back, I was kind of raised by that Barbie mentality. You know, Barbie had a briefcase and a fancy car and a great house and a handsome boyfriend. She wasn't having babies when I had Barbies. I just, she was just worried about her wardrobe and her income and her social status. And that was exactly what I wanted. And so, um, but alas, how short-sighted, right? How, how short-sighted because now I know Without a shadow of a doubt, no one can talk me. Look at statistics. Look at, do all the research you want, and you will know that the most powerful resource on the planet is a human being. A human being. Anything you use every day, anything you read, anything you enjoy in the arts, anything uh, you give money for was initiated, designed, and, and created by a human being. Human beings. Uh, Plato said there are only two important things in society who gets to teach the children and what do they get to teach them because he knew if you look at any civilization any country that's taken over by communism they go to the schools first they take control of the education system they take control of those minds and they and through their methods day by day by day they teach them their doctrine and so consequently we know that children are power. Children are power. You know, my, my, grand, my, my oldest grandchild is about to be 10. That's double digits. That's 10. That's a few years shy of when I got married. That blows my mind how important it has been to homeschool her, to have mommy and daddy's handprints all over her. She will go out into the world with their heart, their DNA their values, their worldview. It, it, it's mind-boggling. She's, a, she's, a, she's the mightiest little giant girl in a 10-year-old package and just 
just priceless. Her wow. faith, her wow. love, her compassion, her action, her creativity, her entrepreneurialism. Yeah. Felicia, I, I, it blows my mind. This is my story. This is my story. I forgot. I never knew that children were a blessing until God won my heart. And I, and so I, I spoke to this class and, and got the pushback and all that, but uh, it's, it's a war of ideas, ideologies, philosophies, and it creeps in. And then mommies get on Instagram and they want their life to look like that life, even though that life isn't necessarily true. And usually that means they need more money. And usually that means they need less suffering because let's face it. I think the worst time you can ever decide to not have more babies is right after you've had a baby postpartum is I I had five children. That's the short story, but every child, it demands something of you that you didn't even know you could give. It's hard work. There is a degree of suffering of dying to ourselves daily that that somehow the world message has spoken to us. Well, we want to live our best life now. We want to, we want to be happy. We want contentment. We want to be beautiful. We want to look airbrushed. We want to have the right car and the right house and the right, we want freedom. We, we want to walk in and strut our stuff and be somebody. Well, you can't do all that all at once when you've got babies. And so, so many, you know, they're one and done or they're, girl and that's mm-hmm. enough or there and it breaks my heart because I mean my fifth born is the result of a vasectomy and a reversal and yeah, same and story, I, right? oh my yeah. gosh and my how many times our family says we could never have lived without our Seth Daniel we we could never have comprehended life without him and and how he has he's changing the world and the ripple effect from his life I I could be speechless on this topic because I believe it so much. So we have to, we have to look squarely at our children, a gift or a curse. Well, if we look at our comfort levels there, I guess maybe there that you could say "Uh, that hurts. It's hard. It's sleepless nights and, and trying to figure out if you believe in immunizations and trying to figure out how you're going to educate them and trying to pay for all of them. The thing I always heard all the time is children are so expensive. Oh my gosh. That is the biggest lie on the planet. Children are so expensive. If you have to have all the toys and frills and I didn't have those, I, I, I couldn't afford those, but somehow on a shoestring budget, I was able to educate my children somehow they became genius level in my estimation because every child is genius level in my estimation. <laughs> and so I don't want to ramble, but I just want to say, tell me why, why you're one and done. Tell me why this is so hard to have another baby. Tell me why. And you know what? I was the same. I was exhausted. I was born in my mind for a career and success. And I was so many, you know, sleepless nights, tired. I didn't have grandmas and grandpas around to help and support. I didn't have, you know, that, that great strong community. So many women in my church said, I did my do- deed. I did my duty. They wouldn't even help in the nursery or, you know, with children's ministry or just giving mommies a break on Sundays. So this is filtered down to our whole society where in my city, dogs are more highly preferred than children. I'm not exaggerating. Dogs are more protected, more nurtured, more loved than children. We have bumper stickers all over the city that say, 
my kids are my dogs or my do- my kids have fur or I, I, and I'm sure that's how your experience probably is as well. Mm-hmm. I live in a very liberal culture. I live in um, a very, our city. Um, yeah. Our, our city is, is anyway. And, and you know what? It breaks my heart. I have a friend who she said, I got a boob job and my tubes tied at the same time. I am not having kids. And that is not an unpopular notion. Parents consider, not parents, husbands and wives consider that that would spoil their fun or limit their, um, their achievements or shorten their career. Or, and then now, see, I have friends my age in their 50s and 60s saying, oh, I, I missed my moment. I missed my moment. Oh, you're surrounded by your grandchildren. I'm so envious. I would give anything to have just one, just one. And, and so the, this has been highlighted in my midlife as I've seen this. Um, and I, I'm sure your experience is, is the same. Children are a blessing. Children are arrows and weapons, the word of God says. Children are a reward from the Lord, God's word says. Um, feminization of our culture has, has infiltrated the believers and has made them think that one more child it's just going to be a curse. It's going to cost too much. It's going to, they're going to be in diapers another two years. They're going to have sleepless nights. Well, it's a small price to pay for the blessing of these, these rewards, these trophies that are life-giving, life-giving. Um, in my right. life, I, I think I would be walking right. around suck, or sucking my thumb in the corner wondering, what do I do with my life? I, I, I can't even comprehend the levels of pleasure that my children bring me. And I just don't want you to be robbed of that, whoever you are listening right now. Um, I don't want you to listen to your five senses and live by, by your five senses. I want you to, to think outside that box and to go back to God's word and to think through the goal of feminism, because it's always the same battle, Felice, since the days, uh, and my, my whole heart the whole heart of my book is um, that story when I was raising my kids became so real to me that Amram and Jochebed found themselves pregnant uh, in the days when, uh, when babies were being thrown in the Nile in Egypt or, or killed on the, on the, uh, trying to be killed when the midwives birthed them um, on the table or the chair or whatever, that whole story about Amram and Jochebed, they hid their child Moses they found themselves pregnant at the worst time in history to be pregnant. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. They hid their child uh, for a time. And it put steel in my backbone to hide my kids for a time and to recognize um, that our children are no less called to be deliverers than Moses was. And, and so back then, King Herod was trying to kill the babies. Now we fast forward to today and abortion and Planned Parenthood and, and the world is trying to kill our babies. It's, 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 it's almost uh, wickedly That's laughable so in that you see it's the same exact goal, steal the seed. Why? Because it's the most precious thing a human being could ever bear in their body. It's, it's the, I call myself the goose that laid the golden eggs. And Planned Parenthood wants to kill the goose, wants to uh, take the uterus out of the goose. I tell you, my friends, I'm one big goose bump right now. When I think about it, it almost got me. It almost got me. 
I was almost robbed of the greatest blessings, the most priceless, like winning the lottery only in God's kingdom. That's how big this is. That's how big this is. But if we have little minds that think little about our children and we don't recognize the inestimable potential of our children, then we live what we believe and we think small and we think, oh, we're not good enough to train our kids. We're not, you know, we don't have enough uh, grit or perseverance or whatever you call it to have more children. Oh, we don't have the ability to homeschool. We're not smart enough. We need the experts. All those things begin to mold how we live our lives. And we find that we're with our kids less than, than more. I saw a, and it's all a lie, school. right? It is such a lie. I saw a Christian school um, billboard that said, your kids spend more time sleeping in bed than they do with you. And, and when I did the math, I thought, not my kid. Because, they, you know, we, we shove them out the door. I just saw another statistic that children are eating their breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks at school. Because the public schools know that the most important thing is who gets to teach the kids and what they get to teach them. And so the longer they can they, they do you a favor, they put their hands out and say, we'll take them. We'll even feed them breakfast. You can drop them off early to be to work on time, and we'll take them after school, too, so you can stay longer at work or go out to happy hour with hubby or and basically, it's all the same thing. Just steal the seed, indoctrinate the seed, mold and fashion and form the seed. And parents wake up one day and they don't know their kids and their kids don't know them. And then children are a curse, aren't they? Many children have become a curse, but it's not because the child was a curse. It's because the parents did not understand the revelation of the reward and blessing and priceless nature of their fertility in their children. So abortion is just a new face on an ancient story. That's all it is. Mm. That's so true. And we actually recorded two episodes on One More Child, um, and they are uh, coming up. Uh, One of them is, uh, actually, they're out. Sorry about that. Um, You know, having an impact as a mom, you know, longing for significance. And the other one is blessed is she who believes. So I'll have those links. Um, in the show notes, but this is so true because so many times we buy into, you know, the lies of the enemy. And I know many of you listening are dedicated homeschool parents who love your kids, but, um, you know, I wanted you to really think about this because so many times people are going to, you know, be telling you that what you're doing, um, you know, even some of the podcasters on my network have said things like, you know, well, Um, You know, homeschooling doesn't save your kids. No, God saves your kids. But the idea is that, you know, you really are doing an amazing work and not to let anyone uh, tell you that you're not. Mm. So true. And it's so subtle. Um, It's so subtly gets worked into us because we're human and and we're made out of flesh and blood. And if we aren't on our knees, if we aren't in the word, if we aren't, it also, who are you hanging out with? What are you reading? What are you watching? What magazines are you reading? What articles are you reading? Sometimes those things got in me. And and actually, that was initially why I was sterilized. I was reading a book um, that was just like ringing all those bells, setting me free. You know. Well, getting my tubes tied was one of the most dramatically uh, devastating experiences I've ever I don't know if there's another one in my life that I can point to, but it, it was it was little by little, little by little, little by little, 
feminism has not freed women. Feminism has freed men. Feminism has not freed women. Female empowerment does not mean the kind of freedom you want is not that freedom. And that's another talk for another time, I'm sure. But what we're seeing now, like in this Christian university, is even the children entering these universities have been so indoctrinated by the system that they are, have closed their minds to marriage and family. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. I want to ask you, who you who are listening, who is that little one sleeping at your house tonight? Who is that little one? Who is Who has God formed that child to be? How is he or she wired? What is their destiny? What is their gifting? What is their dream? Where will they... Where will they have an impact? Where will they be an agent of change? Whose, whose life will they uh, impact? How many children will they have? Will they be a pastor, a doctor, a lawyer, a gas station attendant? Who is that little one sleeping at your house tonight? It's, it, we've got to get on our knees and recognize dynamic potential of these little ones, these children and little ones that that can be any age, but they're your flesh and blood. They are meant for greatness. Anyone you read about in scripture was a human being that was born. That's where it started. And then we have the ability to transform that seed into power. If we will just take the time. That's powerful. Children are costly. Wonderful. Children are costly. Yeah. Children are costly. Yes, but oh, so worth the price. So worth the price. I was shocked when you shared that um, at Christian, you know, universities, um, you know, where you did your talk. That uh, mm. that was their, you know, their thoughts. And so to me, it's it's another reason that I'm so blessed to be homeschooling. Um, because we're the ones who can shape, you know, our children. And, um, you know, if, if the schools have that right and that ability, how much more do parents have, you know, to uh, oh. be able to share, um, you know, their their reasoning. And there's uh, so – it's been so amazing for me to see. Um, you know, I never was a feminist, uh, you know, Denise, probably because it was very popular <laughs> in my time and so I never I decided to always go against the flow you know my husband said you know you always look for that current and then you you swim against it um but so many of my friends were and and the same types of things I I hear that you um have shared and so you know truthfully our um you know our church has become secularized in so many different areas and again what a blessing to be able to homeschool because our mm. children are going to hear from us. We can assign the books we want them to read and have them share with us, you know, what's on their heart and spend time with them. Um, you know, I always thought uh, while I wasn't a feminist, I didn't really, earn, you know, yearn for this big family. I come from an Italian household and, uh, you know, there was aunts and uncles and cousins and, you know, we all got together, you know, hundreds of people it seemed like not quite that many but you know it always seemed like such huge gatherings and that wasn't anything that you know I really thought about like I wasn't one who dreamed about my wedding or any of those things but what I did find was that I did buy into you know you should have two kids and that's it 
So, um, you know, same as you, that I wasn't really open to having more. And yet the three youngest, um, I love my two oldest, but my three youngest are such a blessing to me. And I wrote a book called One More Child, and that is available um, on Amazon and on my website. But, um, you know, it really shares my heart um, with parents and how, you know, we have to look at our children um, as the most amazing gift. And again, I feel like sometimes, you know, I preach to the choir here because you guys know that, um, you know, those of you listening, but so many people don't, you know, and um, and it's something that we need mm-hmm. to share with them. Well, and we have to get back to the word because if the mm-hmm. word is what we're, what we're marinating in, not just a promise box, not just a daily scripture, not just reading out of Jesus calling. We have got to marinate in God's word for ourselves. That's the only reason that I, like Amram and Jochebed, looked upon my sons and saw that they were no ordinary children. They were no ordinary. I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew that what I was seeing with my eyes wasn't, I was thinking too small. And I think that would be our we would tend to think too small because we're human and we're, we tend to be afraid and we tend to count, you know, our money and we tend to look at things um, as threats and we, but so many times we're thinking too small. And that's, that's when my journey just transformed when I read that passage of scripture that they looked upon little Moses and saw that he was no ordinary child. Now he was just another Hebrew baby with, probably kind of dark skin and fuzzy hair. He was just another baby to everybody else. But, oh, baby, you look at your baby with new eyes full of faith and recognize that as no ordinary child, the whole world changes. The whole world changes around you. I mean, Celine Dion was number, what, 14? What would we do without Celine Dion's music? <laughs> and, you know, and I didn't have 14 kids. Wow. And I'm just saying, think about, yeah. think about Steve Jobs, or Steven Spielberg, Bill Gates. John Adams, Ronald Reagan, Winston Churchill. These are human beings. Just another baby, right? Just another baby. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men. We've got to make sure we're not lost in, in our, the futility of our thinking about this current age and allowing all their fears to become our fears and all their thoughts to become our thoughts and all their values to become our values very subtly before we know it. How we look is more important, you know, than than how we're, how we're molding and shaping our children. And so it's something, and, and this didn't come naturally for me. It, it, obviously, as I shared, I was very secularized in this whole, it took me a few years to even want to start having children, which makes me so sad that I think how many people, their whole goal in life is birth control. I mean, however you can get it, however you can do it, the repercussions later of taking the pill, of having these implants, of having uh, of taking the HPV vaccine, I'm telling you, women are suffering. If, if you look around right now, infertility, as I consider it, would probably be an epidemic. I have so many friends dealing with this, with this and I'm sure you do too. What is that again? It's, it's, the, it's the power of stealing the seed, infertility, and so much of it you can trace back to wrong birth control, waiting till way late in life to have babies, our fertility is a precious gift. If we can just ask God to open our eyes to show us this, to revisit this topic, 
that because it, the sad part is when women wake up, it's usually too late. And that that's heartbreaking to me. I don't want you to no, be robbed. Whoever you are listening, I don't want you to be robbed of the greatest blessing. Yes, children are costly. Yes, it's hard work. Yes, it will kill you in a good way. I, I remember that scripture, you know, <laughs> women shall be saved through childbearing. I used to think, what? What the heck does that mean? Yeah. Now I know. There's a dying that takes place in us that is so priceless and so precious and really reveals the gold in our lives as we commit ourselves to, to parenting, to having children, to nurturing children, to parenting children. And, oh, praise God, educating our own children is I'm, get their wallets. Well, let's keep it legal and let's do our best to use this season. We don't know what's coming. It, we're in a time of, of such conflict in our, in our culture, a, a, a war of ideas. And I, I just, I'm just grateful we've been able to maintain the legality of home education in America. Mm-hmm. And I pray that we will fight like heck. Uh, to to hang on to that freedom because it's it is vital to the preserving of our freedom as a nation. Um, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yes, I think that's that's beautiful, Denise. And and this is what I always say. Like when I let you go, uh, we never know what you're going to say, but it's so true and it's so powerful. Um, and it really just touches me because. Uh, we both have come a long way, and you know that's one of the things that that makes sharing this so much fun. Um, that you know we're not coming to you perfect, um, or saying we have all the answers uh, because we don't. Um, but we just know what has really worked for us, and how the Lord has just um, really blessed us both in our ability so um, to you know to change for the better and to uh, be such a blessing. Wow, friends. So I think this podcast is just aptly named in that know that kids are a blessing, but sometimes we forget and we forget about our culture. So if you have someone who's struggling or you have a friend who's just embraced with the thought that they don't want children or they think children are a burden, please share this episode with them. This is One More Child podcast, and you can find the show notes for today's episode at onemorechildpodcast.com. And I just really want to thank you, Denise, for coming on again. Denise's website is her name, which is perfect, Denise Myra, D-E-N-I-S-E-M-I-R-A.com. And, you know, just being real with us and letting us know, you know, where you come from and how the Lord has just changed your life. Uh, for the better, as well as he did a work within my own. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a pleasure to be here. I, I love this stuff. Thanks for having me, Felice. Well, take care and God bless. So, so friends, again, share this episode with a friend and, you know, give us some feedback. You know, did you agree with us? Did you disagree with us? Let us know. Again, you can reach out on social media. Um, we have a website for Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Uh, we're also on Instagram, and you can just go to the show notes uh, for today's episode. Go to onemorechildpodcast.com. Look for episode 33 and put your thoughts there. Take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You are on your way to a life that is focused on joy and hope. 
Thanks so much for stopping by. Connect with me on social media and visit the podcast page for your show notes at onemorechildpodcast.com. If you have any questions, be sure to write me at felice at mediaangels.com.